You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Amen. It's good to be back home. It's good to be here. I've been here the whole I've been here the whole year, but it's good to be here preaching this morning. Help me love on the person next to you. Um, I don't know how you do it, but indicate, sign, reach out, smile, do something. Just let them feel a bit warm, right? If you don't like the person in front of you or the person beside you, turn to the person behind you. Um, and let them feel welcome to God's presence uh, this Sunday morning. It's a huge honor to be here today. Um, could we celebrate... Um, Faithfulness, right? That's it. Yes, I remember for sharing her God experience. God bless you. All right. Um, we would spend some time in God's Word and then we would share the communion. Uh, PJ will be back later to also uh, declare his word, God's Word, prayer over us. Um, I think I look at today's message as being very prophetic and being a prayer on its own. So if you don't mind, let's start with a prayer. Would you please just bow your heads if you don't mind and let's just ask God for his help as we open his word. Our Heavenly Father, this Sunday morning we ask for an anointing that makes the teaching and the preaching of your word easy, the hearing of your word and even the doing easy. We ask Holy Spirit that you would confirm your word with signs and with wonders for me. We're trusting you for a move in this place, let people be strengthened, exhorted, and corrected, corrected, instructed in righteousness, and established in the faith. Our Father, we thank you. God's people prayed in Jesus' name. Whole church said, Amen. 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 All right. Uh, let's also celebrate. Was that Chine? I saw singing. Where's Chine? She's, 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 she's Pastor Chi. Let's celebrate her. I saw her singing. Yeah. Maybe one day I will be, have the honor of singing to one. <laughs> One day. I hear that laughter. God will forgive you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Who's playing the keyboard? You're the one. You're playing the keyboard through the message today. You're going to be playing the keyboard through the message today, right? Amen. Okay. You've never played the keyboard when I pre preached before, have you? No, you? Okay. <laughs> okay, so please just play, play Christian songs. Uh, <laughs> Christian, so sometimes I, I tell myself some of these guys, you know, you, you never know, maybe he might walk in, he was walking over the night, and you know, just play Christian songs. You can play him. Uh, there's a part of the message where I start to speak about the blood of Jesus. You can play, oh, the blood of Jesus. You can play that, that's a good song. <laughs> you can play Onisha Yano at some point, uh, and then let's see how it goes. Well, all right, great stuff, great stuff. <laughs> So I like, who is this guy? What is he doing? All right, let's read out of the Bible. John chapter 11. All right, John chapter 11. Um, Holy Spirit, help me. The timer is working. Okay, it's working. <laughs> John chapter 11. Um, this is the story about Jesus and a couple of his friends. Um, John chapter 11 and verse... Um, wow, it's a long one. Verse... One, now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and his, her, her sister Martha. It was that Mary who had anointed, had anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. 
Therefore, his sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he who you love is sick. When Jesus heard, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So he heard that he was sick, and he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, Lately, the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? And Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours uh, in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after he said that, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. I'd like to jump all the way uh, to um, verse 17. And so when Jesus came, he found he had been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. And then he has a conversation about the resurrection and the life with Mary and then uh, with, with Martha and then with Mary uh, and then verse 33 the Bible says therefore when Jesus saw when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and he said where have you laid him and they said to him Lord come and see and Jesus wept and the Jews said see how he loved him and some of them said cool this man could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God? Of God, then they took a stone away from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this that they may believe that you sent me. Now, he who said this thing, now when he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, comfort. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, lose him and let him go. God bless the reading of his word. Amen. There are dimensions of our emergence as people, as, a Christian, as Christians. We'll be talking about emergence this whole season. That will require spiritual warfare. The Bible says in John 10, 10, you know, Jesus was talking. It says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. It says, but I have come that you may have life and have that life in abundance. The emergence of that life uh, will have to contend with the stealing, the killing and the destruction which the enemy has been doing according to his mandate. In fact, significant progressions in our lives into the next phase, the next season that God is calling us to 
will typically be preceded with seasons of opposition or contention or temptation. The fact that you are tempted does not mean that God is not at work in your life. The fact that there is contention over your life does not mean that God is not working in your life. It is a sign that God is at work in your life. The fact that Lazarus had been laying in the tomb was a fact, but it did not, it did not mean that Jesus was not yet or still the resurrection and the life. In fact, when you read that whole chapter, there is, it seems like there are different facts, you know. They, he, Jesus will say he's asleep, but we know that the man is dead. And then Jesus says, okay, he's dead, but I'm going to wake him. The fact that there is a grave does not mean that Jesus is still not the resurrection and the life. I don't know who it is that... Uh, this year, God is, is calling you to disregard the contention around you. And I say that, I'll explain what I mean. He's saying the fact that there has been contention around you to the place where you sometimes feel like you are walled in, that like there's a grave. He says he does not take away from the fact that I'm the resurrection and the life. Someone here, and I'm, I mean it's very serious, you are still quarreling with God about being born in Nigeria. Because you're like, no, this is, this is wrong. You can't tell me that God loves me. If he loved me, there was America, France, Portugal, Spain, the UK, Canada. Maybe, I don't know about Ghana, but here, you know. <laughs> but but you, So you're still quarreling, God, why did you place my destiny here? But... <laughs> tell, just look at someone, tell them you're coming out. You're, you're coming out. You're coming out. Because even when contention comes, God says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through that same God to the pulling down of stronghold. Israel is an example. God puts them in Egypt. It's a tough experience. And a season comes and then God pulls them out of Egypt. It's... It, it, I mean, one day, maybe we'll have a conversation about the purpose of that whole experience in Egypt. But when it reaches time for God to pull them out, when you read Deuteronomy 26, 8 to 9, it says, And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched hand, and with great terribleness and with signs and with wonders. And he has brought us onto this place and has given us this land, even a land that flows with milk and honey. Someone, the circumstances of your life are difficult for you to understand or appreciate. You can't understand why you were not born in Lagos. You can't understand why um, Dangote is not your father. When you look at your family, you are like, this is a setup. <laughs> if your siblings are here, don't say amen. Just smile. <laughs> you know, you're like, no, no, this was a setup. So I so, said, why I was born in Ibadan? How? 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 Stay with me, church. <laughs> but, but there's an emergence out of that same place that God has in mind for us. And it often has to do with spiritual warfare. I like that story about, about, Sam, about David and Goliath that precedes David's emergence. Sometimes we talk about that story. 
And we talk about how it was a hole. He took the sling and he threw it and the guy fell down. But we do not recognize the spiritual dimension of it. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 17 that Goliath cursed David by his gods. He wasn't just a tall soldier standing there. They were incantations. He was telling him things. And so the contention that we're in, the place you find yourself that God is calling you out of, is not just a physical delineated place. No, there is a spiritual conversation happening also. The psalmist says with a strong hand and with an outstretched hand, God brought us out. His mercies endures forever. Now, now, this is where we're going today. That same power that God uses when he brings Israel out of Egypt is the same power we see when Jesus is raised from the dead. It is that same power. Last week and I think the next last couple of weeks we've been talking about emergence. We've talked about metamorphosis. It is that same power that looks at a mango seed and pulls a tree out of it. It is that same power. I think last week Pastor Bosola had uh, had this, you know, this picture of the of the of the butterfly going through 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 stages. It is that same power that picks a butterfly out of the cocoon. It is that same power. No wonder Paul, when he's praying for the church. He begins to say, look, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Ephesians chapter 1, yeah? It's one of those scriptures that we, had, we memorize. We didn't have to memorize it. But when you read Kenny Hagin back in the day, he would talk about memorizing prayers, right? Paul's prayers. So Ephesians chapter 1 all the way from verse 17 is one of them, right? He would say that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, all right? That you may come to know along with all the sense, yeah? He would talk about three things that you'll need to know. What the hope of your calling, Right? Um, he will talk about the fact, the riches of your inheritance that you have with the rest of the saints. And he will say the exceeding greatness of the power that is at work in us. He says that is the same power that God exerted when he raised up Jesus from the dead, if you read verse 19. Alright. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Verse 20 says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in heavenly places. I don't know who it is. But God is asking you not to take 2022 like every other year of your life. That you would emerge by force. That you would allow his power find expression in your life. Romans chapter 8, 11, Paul is saying, he says that the same spirit who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells within you. He says there is a quickening that happens. There is a power that God has reserved. The same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. I don't know who it is. I don't know why it is so important. You've been, we've, been, we've gone through a season of fasting and prayer. And very soon, it will be Easter. And very soon, it will be June. And very soon, it will be Christmas. But that person who is saying, this year will be different. Someone say, I'm emerging by force. I'm, I'm emerging by force. Help me tell your neighbor, tell them it's the same power. It's, it's the same power. It's, it's the same power. It's the same power. It's the same power. It's the same power. There, there are 
let me let me let me describe something. Let me describe something. <laughs> when when Jesus stands in front of Lazarus's tomb, um, there's something peculiar about his reaction and the conversations that ensue. Two places there, the Bible would say that he became angry within. He became troubled in his spirit. He, he, would, he saw Mary and Martha crying and the Bible would say it got to a place where he said he was troubled in his spirit. So if you read verse 33 of John chapter 11, the Bible says, Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who were with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, Where have you laid him? The other time we see Jesus going into this type of place is at Gethsemane. Where he begins to, he's praying, he's interceding. He's about, to, he's about to go to the cross and there is something, there's a vexing happening in his spirit. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is, is a, how do we put this? It, and I'm looking, I've been looking for the English to describe it properly. It was the vexation of God. When God said enough is enough of the stealing, the killing, and the destruction. How do these people, how does Demilade, how does Falabi, how does Chine, how do you and I come out of the bondage of the enemy? Then Jesus goes to the cross. And in that place, Judgment, justice is established. Mercy is enforced. The Bible says when Jesus gives up, when that blood is shed, the Bible says there is earthquakes happening all across the land. The Bible says graves are opening up. Force, power. It's interesting. So, so I'm going to say to someone today that it is important for you as you exercise the power of resurrection, to stay under the covering of the blood of Jesus. To stay under the covering of the blood of Jesus. I, and I know typically, if you grew up in Nigeria, in church, or in, you know, you, you heard people say, I plead the blood, I plead the blood, I plead the blood. I, you know, we're traveling from, we used to travel from Benin to Lagos sometimes, and you would have that one person in the bus, right, who would say, let's pray, let's pray. We cover the road with the blood. And, and, and we cover the engine. And, and it's, I would not, you know, sometimes we modern Christians, we laugh at those people. The people who prayed us into faith, we laugh at them because we think we are hype and we are more educated, but we are less productive, right? <laughs> you know, because the fact that they did not understand the language, they understood the principle behind it. So we, with elegance, we talk about it, we put it on Instagram. Uh, what do they mean by they plead the blood? They were, but they knew that there was something about the blood of Jesus that had been shared. Paul describes it in Hebrews 12, 24. He says, he calls it the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. And so what they were doing when they said we plead the blood is that the blood is speaking some. I said, I am bringing this under the covering of the blood of Jesus. That's what they were saying. So the blood of Jesus is speaking. Remember what I said, that conversation that David is having with Goliath. Goliath is cursing him in the name of his God. And Goliath, David says, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. So anyone who must express the power of resurrection must come to the place where they are under the covering of the speech of the blood of Jesus. 
where what Jesus' blood is saying above me and around the world, I am totally aligned with it. Amos 3, 3 says two cannot walk together except they be agreed. So every single day when I wake up, I am not agreeing with what my mother or my father on the earth said about me. I am not agreeing with what my bank account said about me. I am not agreeing with what the last girl who walked out on you and broke your heart said about me. I am agreeing with the speech of the blood of Jesus. That is how the power of resurrection is expressed. And for someone, you cannot continue like this. Your grandfather died of diabetes. Your father died of diabetes. And you like coke. And you can't continue like this. You must stand up and say, look, I am imagining by the power of God, I am breaking this cycle. Look, someone is in this place today that there is nobody in your house has ever had a house. Someone is in this place today, your grandfather had 10 wives. Your father had three. You already have two girlfriends. You need to emerge. Tell your neighbor, you need to emerge. You need to emerge. You need to emerge. You need to emerge. I don't know who they're looking at, but you, you really need to emerge. You need to emerge. And so when, when, when God is bringing out, you know, he says it's great power. When God is bringing out Israel out of Egypt on the last day of that whole plague conversation, when you read Exodus chapter 12, I hear you playing with the blood. Good man, good man. Well done, well done. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay? The Bible says he had a conversation with them. And believe me, it's a simulation. Right? He says to them, take the blood of lambs. Put it upon, put it upon the lintels of your, doors, of your houses, the doorposts. He says, because when I am vexed, when I want to bring Israel out and judgment is released... He says there is something that has to speak over you. But it's a simulation because in Christ Jesus is when the real thing is, ex is exhibited and deployed. And so when we are pleading the blood of Jesus, we are declaring that we are under a covering of mercy and protection and deliverance from evil. We are declaring that we are obedient to what God says. You know, when you, know, you watch some of this, like in America, when they're caught, and someone doesn't want to say something, they say, I plead the faith. But she does, the person doesn't have to be a lawyer to plead it. They just have to understand the provisions. And so God is saying, how do you go through your days when you are outside the covering of the blood of Jesus? How do you know when you're under the covering of the blood of Jesus? Is that you're no longer saying the things that have been said about the blood. That when a man begins to say, I'm going to take my life. God is saying, don't you understand? I know that you are in the midst of a grave. There's all sorts of darkness. He says, but can you not hear what the blood of Jesus is saying about you, Sharon? Can you not hear that he's saying you are beautiful? Can you not hear that he's saying that you are full of wisdom, abundantly blessed by God? Someone wakes up on Monday, looks at the account, says, I am broke. But God says, can you not hear what the blood of Jesus is saying about you? Ah! Because that is what allows us to come out, to emerge by force. Any Israelite who thought that they were woke, and thought, I decided we should put the blood on our lintel, but I be woke, I'm young, I'm generation Z or whatever. I'm going to stay outside. What is the destroyer? There is grace. <laughs> would have seen, would, it, it, 
the story wouldn't have been here. <laughs> but, but we have Christians who, who begin to treat what happened on the cross as if it was a mild thing. We have Christians who revere Babalaos more than they revere Jesus. We have Christians who believe that village people are still powerful. I'm not saying they do not exist. But I'm saying, are you under the covering of the blood? We have young people, and we see it every day, who still believe that before they can become wealthy, that they have to kill someone. I, I can't understand it. Because those under the blood don't look for blood money, right? They don't, we are, that is, it is beneath us. It is beneath us. Tell the person next to you, tell them, are you under the covering of the blood? Are you, are you under the covering of the blood? Because once you are under the covering of the blood and you can hear what he's saying about you, there is something about the prayers that you then pray. I like how Paul says it in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. It says, continuing daring in all prayer, all prayer and supplication in the spirit. But you will not underestimate the value and the necessity of prayer, especially in times of transition and emergence. James chapter 5, I think it's verse 16. It says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. When you read the Amplified Translation, it says it makes much power available, dynamic in its working. There's the power of resurrection. Paul says that same power that raised up Jesus from the dead is at work in Tunde. That same power that raised up Jesus from the dead is at work in Folake. That same power that raised up Jesus from the dead is at work in Sharon. That same power, that same power so what we do is that we hear the speaking of the blood and we go to the place of prayer. We go to the place of prayer. That there were prayers that opened the gates of prisons. Again, I say this to us. We, we saw the generations before us pray, do vigils. And when they woke up from vigils, they did morning devotion. And, and we like, these people don't know grace. They don't know, we pray on the internet. Yes. We, we chat with God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I will say this and I think maybe one day, one year, we'll go and bring elders to come and talk about the faith. Because what they produce but could not speak with an accent, right? They have to teach us who have the accent so that we can become productive. But that you would spend time in the place of prayer. There are prayers. Jonah will pray a prayer in the belly of the whale. That there are prayers that you pray in the place that is prison. Daniel will pray a prayer. And when he prays the prayer, there is a contention that is happening in the spiritual. That prayers keep us plugged into the power of resurrection. Like how Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11 says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. Because in that place of prayer, and must I add, in that place of the study of the word of God, 
uh, when Jesus, I think Pastor Bostella preached last week, I was quoting that scripture. When Jesus says to Peter, won't you guys go away? He says, but you have the words of life in you. John chapter 6, he says the words that I speak to you are their spirit and their life. Alright, he says in John chapter 15, he says, if you remain in me and my words abide in you. He says you get to a place. He says you will ask whatsoever you want and it will be done. I kept on looking at that scripture in the last couple of days because he did not say you would ask God. It meant that you get to a place where you begin to ask, you begin to say things. But it's not just empty words. It's that you are echoing what has been professed by the blood of Jesus. You have seen it. That's taking root in your heart. And thus you are speaking confidently and releasing the power of resurrection. And so there should be somebody here who instead of Roman, Roman, you're making this big Korean romance about your life. Your heart has been broken 17 times in one year. You think it's romantic? No. You need to stand in the place of prayer and declare it stops now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Look, there are so many people who died that day. It was only the one who had an encounter with Jesus that came out of the grave. I mean, we keep on looking at Nigeria and saying, oh my goodness, this country is useless. Our leaders are useless. There is no light. There is no this. But I just realized that as I was preparing for this, that where are the people who have the power of resurrection working in them? That same power. That same power. Somebody in your family, there's so much wickedness. But that same power. Somebody, everyone in your family is in therapy. But that same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. It says with men there are things that are impossible. It says but with God all things are possible. That you would not let the heavens around your life be empty of words. That in the place of prayer and as the word of God begins to do a work in your life, you begin to find words that you speak. You begin to find words that you speak. The Bible says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Jesus will stand at the tomb of Lazarus and say, come forth. I don't know who it is, but that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is working in your life. Is looking for expression in your life. Is looking for expression in your life. Is looking for expression in your life. That same power. That same past. Praying yesterday, I think there's someone here who, what you are contending with um, has to do with abuse. You were abused, you were, most likely it was rape. And how you would know it was you was that it, it happened in a bathroom. Okay. In fact, as I was praying, there's a white toilet, cream-colored house with a bit of white on it. And you know that after that happened, it sets you in a place and you seem to 
have not been able to come out. But that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that same power, I know for someone who is here, it's been one day already. It's been two days. It's been three days. Lazarus and they were counting. It has been four days already. But that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Because that resurrection power is not meant to be celebrated and talked about only at Easter. It is meant to be the life that we experience and then also pronounce. So someone you're working in a company, the company is, is struggling financially. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Somebody, you're in a marriage and the marriage is struggling. But that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Somebody, it's your health. Your body is crumbling before you. But that same power, somebody is dealing with shame, with disgrace, with affliction, with sickness, disappointment. That same power. And so, you know, with Lazarus, I can imagine how they are starting to make excuses for Jesus. Because the Bible is very clear to explain to us that Jesus loved them. Jesus loved them. And somebody says, but if Jesus loves me, then why are things like this? If Jesus loves me, then why is Lazarus sick? The Bible is very clear to explain to us that this was the Mary that wiped his feet. So this wasn't just somebody that didn't know. This was the same that had, so this perhaps is the alabaster box conversation. So all she had an expensive, and Lazarus is dead. Somebody says, how come it's when I turned 25 that a pandemic hit the earth? Why couldn't it happen in my father's time? Oh, my grandfather's time. Why is it now? When I said, I was, I'm now I'm ready to marry. I'm ready to settle. Then pandemic. Not just a pandemic. Pandemic with different, different, uh, oh, no, God, you don't love me. But that same power, that same power, that the pandemic was not meant to bury you. The pandemic was not meant to bury your business. Israel, hear me, that same power that raised up Jesus from the dead is bringing you out. I like how it says it in Matthew 6, I think it says, those who are in darkness have seen a great light. One translation, the verse after that, it says, those in the shadow of death have seen a great light. That same power. And they begin to say, look, okay, well, we, we sent for Jesus but he did not show up. He didn't show up on time. And I think, I think God wants to address someone's calendar this morning. He wants to address someone's calendar because they, they said, we sent for him. So Lazarus was sick. So when it was just a fever, we quickly sent a message. Hey, Jesus, how are you? Ministry going well? Thank God for all he's doing in your life. But Lazarus has a fever. Come now, smiley face. <laughs> But it's no longer a fever. He's convulsing. Hey, bros, you need to come now. <laughs> Hurry. No smiley face. 
And then he's gasping for breath. It's no longer a polite message. Jesus, come now. You say you love him, even if you don't love me or matter, but you love Lazarus. But God, I mean, you know, I said I want to settle by 25. I'm about to be 30. I said by, I wanted to be 30 under 30 on the Forbes list. <laughs> Lord, I don't even have a job yet. Someone has been carrying something for a couple of years and in your calendar you can't understand. It is not about how much time passes by. It is about when the power of resurrection is released. It is not about how much time passes by. But someone will come to that place that Jesus came to where there is a refusal in your spirit for what is evil to be okay. May I say that concerning Nigeria, I still think too many Christians are still comfortable in Nigeria. Too many of us are still comfortable in Nigeria. After all, in Nigeria, we can still come to church like this. We can still, after this, go for brunch, take a picture, post on Instagram, right? Prepare for work, drive to work, insult people in traffic, get repentance, you know, give a testimony, pay our tithe, do dirty December, repent, come in January, happy new year. What can be wrong with that? And then we, you know, we complain about the country. But that you get to the place in God where you realize this is not normal. That that same power, that same power, that raised Jesus from the dead. For that person who's been struggling with a habit, you've been struggling with addiction, you've been struggling with pain. And, and I know that uh, what happens is that on your behalf, the women have now gathered, like with Mary and with Martha, right? And they're comforting you. And comfort is good. But there is a word you need to hear to release the power of resurrection. There's something that you need to say by the Holy Spirit. As preparing for this, I started wondering how many people spend time talking over their lives as inspired by God. And when was the last time you stood over your life, your life to even start with? For 10 minutes. And you were just declaring the word of life. To release the power of resurrection working over you. When was the last time you stood for an hour over Nigeria? Releasing the power of resurrection. Because there are too many Goliaths. Cursing this country in the name of their gods. Our heavenly father we thank you. This year will be different. You're coming out by force. By force. You're coming out by force. This, that, you know, it's that, you, that you do not go to certain parts of your life as if it is a negotiation. Will you take this? That, that you stop negotiating with the devil concerning your destiny. Would you take this? What of this one? Will you give me this? Because he does not understand that language. 
let's, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. If you can, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's just pray in the Holy Spirit. Everybody, just pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Let's sing Onishayan. Just play it. Onishayan. Just play it gently in the background. Let's just pray in the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray in the Holy Spirit. Abo shanda laba rabadi boshi bribogo bo sarabahanda rikarabagebosh Ebo cobra hinda hilabanda magadosh keliba hirakanda magada Ebosh na libra gada kabos librigadesh Ebo satahe na kabananda libo robrobobora hazakata makata E manda laba da bosh na dele intasu na banda makade krabosh kale Le pagada indo sopra bosh kaliba hili bragada. E mosh na hadanda heliba kabosh kelibregadeshka. Le bosh, I am imagined by force. Le pagada bosh kaliba hada mahazosh. E matarabada bosh shataraba. It's the time of our emergence. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. It's not time for you to be in the grave. It's not time for you to be in the grave. You will be at work tomorrow morning. You will be at work tomorrow morning. Ah, Rebokonda Makalaba Rebodobo Shetere. Emorebo Shata. Lazarus, come forth. 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 Come forth. Come forth. Come forth. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, someone wants to speak to Nigeria. Nigeria, come forth. Nigeria, come forth. Come forth, come forth. They said it's a cabal, but come forth. Breakthrough, come forth. In the name of Jesus, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We speak to the heart of Nigeria. Come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come forth. Come forth. Come forth, come forth. It's a hard shell for the seed, but come forth. Oh, come forth. Come forth. It's your day of breakthrough. Come forth. Could we just take one song and then would Pastor Godman will come. Any song. Follow me. Any song at all. I don't know what we sing. Oh, Lord, we give you thanks. Come forth. That held me back. Onisha, you you're the God of awesome wonders. You've tasted of your power. Come on, sing it out, church. Oh, Onisha, you Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.